Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right. Thursday night football is done. We're heading into the weekend for week six. Jerry Bailey, Kurt Homisler, this is Laces Out. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you making us part of your day. And, of course, we've got a special guest, former Bengals quarterback Ken Anderson, owner of the best mustache in the history of professional football. It's not on his face right now, but here he is. Ken, how are you? It's been a while since we talked to you. Well, funny thing, it's, it's up there somewhere. We got a little glare on the <laughs> It's good. It's good to have you back, Ken. It's been a little while since we've talked to you. A lot has changed throughout the league. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, your, your former team, the Cincinnati Bengals, kind of having a promising start so far in the year. They, they're three and two on the year. Uh, if the season ended right now, they'd be a playoff team. I mean, Joe Burrow looks bad. Looks like he's coming back with a vengeance from that injury. What What are you seeing from this young team? This This young promising team in Cincinnati. Well, you know, getting better. You know, um, we, obviously we're up there for the Ring of Honor game on uh, that Thursday night game against Jacksonville. And, you know, I'm thinking, wow, what a big night, you know. And they just come from a road victory against Pittsburgh. And, you know, we got a lot of the alumni in the 81 team was back. They're inducting the first uh, Hall of Ring of Honor class. And they'll come out fired up and they laid an egg the first half. And they're down <laughs> nothing. But, you know, I, I think uh, – uh, 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 Uzama is the one that uh, nicknamed uh, uh, Burrow Joey franchise, but then he kind of <laughs> threw a- at the end and then had a chance, uh, you know, on TV to watch the next game. And, and I, I thought, you know, they just haven't put a whole game together. All of a sudden the Packers could run too easy and then the defense makes a play and we're not making a play. And, you know, no field goal kicker could make a kick, uh, you know, to win the game uh, until uh, finally on the third try that, um, uh, Crosby did so no I think they're going in the right direction I, I think the thing that I like is you know in the last several games Joe's not getting hit all the time and he's, he's having time to find you know you know Jamar Chase down the field you know he's making plays to Uzama you know T Higgins is back now so I you know uh, Tyler Boyd you know certainly is a factor Joe Mixon's been running it well so I, I think uh, you know it's encouraging you know but you come to a game like this, you go to Detroit, a team that you should beat. Uh, now you got to show up and win this one. And you mentioned Jamar Chase. What have you seen from the rookie receiver out of LSU? A lot of people criticized the pick, Kurt and I included. We thought they should have gone with a lineman, but he's shut us up pretty quick this year, and he's playing fantastic. What have you made out of Jamar Chase? Well, I think you can see the chemistry between he and Joe. Uh, you know, although they haven't played together for a year, uh, you know, I think they, it's kind of like falling off the bike and. You know, uh, you know, Joe kind of gives him a look and he cuts across the field when Joe's on the move and hits him for a touchdown. So uh, I think everybody w- was concerned about his ability to catch the football. And uh, what was it on opening day? You know, he couldn't catch a thing in the preseason. Somebody said, well, I hope Jamar is here today. Says, Don't worry, he shows up on Sundays and he has ever since. And it's it's fun to watch this year. I mean, you, Jared, you mentioned the, the criticism that, that the Bengals faced when they made that pick, but you know, it's the flashy pick. It's the Jamar Chase show with Joe Burrow back reunited. So it's fun to watch. And uh, it's translated well. I mean, the, the Bengals have gone to overtime twice this year, keeping every game close. Uh, you know, they, they lost to Chicago, lost to Green Bay, where you mentioned they couldn't hit a field goal to, to save their life. But, you know, that's all part of the, the growing pains for a young team like that. Um, season predictions for you. I mean, we're, we're only we're, we're going into week six here. Uh, there's still plenty of season left. 
I mean, do we see the Cincinnati Bengals playing meaningful football in December and maybe making a run for a wild card spot? Well, you know, I, I hope so. You know, I just want to see this progression continue. You know, well, I guess we did it one time. We went from six and 10 to 12 and four one year and have to go to a bowl. But, you know, that doesn't happen very often. But if we can see, you know, the offensive line progress and, and the chemistry with Joe and his receivers progress and, and the defense showing a little bit more consistency, I think that would be great. If we get to eight or nine wins, I think it's a successful season. Switching gears from Cincinnati to uh, another quarterback who's doing remarkable things at the age of 44, Tom Brady just keeps, you know, proving any sort of doubters wrong in terms of, you know, slowing down at his age. Ken, what were you doing at age 44? I assume not uh, <laughs> throwing for a bunch of yards on Thursday night football. Well, I think I was ending up my sixth year uh, working for radio television in, in Cincinnati and the about- <laughs> coaching, but um <laughs> Interesting. Listen to some of the, the talk radio stations as I'm driving around. They're, they're saying that Brady may be the best young quarterback in the league. The way that <laughs> playing, I, I don't know, but but certainly it looks like he's having fun. And you know, uh, my good friend and, and mentor Tom Moore is still coaching down there. I think he's the assistant head coach, uh, still involved with the offense. And you know, he he said, you know, Tom is just really enjoying himself and. You know, he's just one of the guys. And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for a superstar to be one of the guys, but that's what he's doing, I guess. And, they, you know, Jerry, you mentioned they're just proving everybody wrong. Every year it's, eh, can, can Brady keep it up? And then, you know, he'll he'll, he'll have a 10-yard overthrow and they'll say, ah, there it is. Tom Brady's regressing a little bit. He's coming back down to earth. But he's proving us all wrong. Um, well, he's out, he's getting that? the ball down the field. It's just mm-hmm. not just short throws. He's throwing the ball down the field. and Right. The only thing concerns me about Tampa Bay is their defense isn't playing quite as good as, as last year. Now, they've had some injuries on that side of the, the football as well. But, uh, you, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I coached with Bruce Arians, uh, you know, for three years when I was with Pittsburgh. He was the offensive coordinator. He's a fun guy to play for. Byron Leftwich, uh, you know, is a great guy as the offensive coordinator. And, of course, you know, Tom is there that he's forgotten more football than I ever knew. Uh, so it, it's, it, they got a good situation going there. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, kind of, I want to ask you about these young quarterbacks. We talked about Joe Burrow. He's been in the league for a year now. I want to talk about the young guys that are, that just started this year. Um, because it maybe really hasn't been a explosive start for a lot of these guys, you know, Trevor Lawrence still looking for his first win. Zach Wilson, maybe not the best supporting cast around him. Trey Lance hasn't really gotten a chance to, to consistently start, uh, Justin Fields having a slow start. What are you seeing from the, these rookie quarterbacks? I mean, even Mac Jones has kind of been, you know, so-so, nothing too fantastic, but nothing terrible. Um, what are you seeing maybe your favorite so far from these young quarterbacks and what your your uh, your takeaway is? Well, you know, it, it's too early to tell. You know, you, you talk about, um, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, the number one tick, pick. They were the worst team in the NFL a year ago. They got the number one pick. You know, the Jets did not have a great record. You know, the Bears haven't. You know, you look at these quarterbacks, and the reason they're high draft choices is because they went to teams that didn't have a bad re- – that had a bad record, and they, they still need pieces around them. You know, I think the one that looks – you know, you mentioned it. You know, Mac Jones, he's, he's got a little bit more of a veteran team around. It gives him a, a little more chance than the other guys have had. But, he, I mean, you talk about young quarterbacks in the league with Patrick McCombs and how about Justin Herbert this year – what he's doing and Josh Allen, 
um, you know, in, uh, in, in Buffalo and, and, and Joe Burrow has shown everybody that, that he's the real deal. I think he's been the AFC player of the week, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks. So, um, there's uh, a lot of young talent coming up in the national football league. Well, Ken, you know, I wasn't going to bring you on the show without asking you about a quarterback that you coached in terms of uh, being in Pittsburgh. So look, this is for all intents and purposes. It seems like Ben Roethlisberger's uh, final stand in Pittsburgh in 2021. Um, you know, the first month of the season wasn't anything spectacular. Looks good against Denver. It seems they're starting to find some sort of rhythm offensively. What have you made of Ben so far this year? Well, you know, there hadn't been a lot of pieces around him, you know, especially in the offensive line. You know, uh, they had a real good offensive line. All of a sudden, you know, with retirement and free agency and, and whatever goes on there, the offensive line isn't the same. And, uh, and I think that shows up for Ben. But, you know, last week against Denver, you know, you give him a little bit of time, he can still make plays. So I, I think, like I say, you just got to – he's not quite as mobile as he used to be. So you got to give him a little time. But you do that, uh, and he's going to be just fine. Now, kind of, I'll ask you real quick here because uh, I'm just interested. From you know, you were a quarterback, and back in the day, it's a little different than it is now uh, in terms of contracts and and whatnot. But the Aaron Rodgers situation uh, is pretty interesting to monitor, and I know it's it was just beaten down this entire off season. And Jared is convinced that Aaron Rodgers will will end up with the Steelers next year, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from from your standpoint as an ex-quarterback, you know, back in your day, it was you're on this team, you're on this team. I mean, you're you're kind of stuck with them no matter what. Uh, nowadays, you know, guys can kind of make their make their own way around the league. Uh, Rodgers has been with the Packers for a long, long time, and he's a little sick of it. Uh, I just, I'm interested to hear your your kind of side of the story coming as a, as an ex-player. Well, you know, back when I played, you know, you weren't going to force the issue too much because we weren't getting paid that much, and I didn't want to lose it. It's kind of play with your team uh, unless they trade you or cut you. Other than that, you had no options to go anywhere. Um, a little bit different now with, with, with the athletes that you can go ahead and make a statement that, you know, how much money has Aaron Rodgers made so far in his career? You know, if he didn't play another down, he's going to be okay. Right. So you can go ahead and, and, and force the issue a little bit. Uh, you know, pretty financially secure. Ken, my friend, we always appreciate you coming on. We'll let you get back to your yard work. We don't want Mrs. Anderson angry at us for stealing you away from her flower bed. So we always appreciate well, you coming on. The only thing she's angry about is I didn't clean up to come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's all right. That's all right. You look great, Ken. And then take it off. You're stuck with <laughs> that is completely fine. Sir, we appreciate talking to you as always. Uh, hopefully the Bengals can give you a, a good season to uh, continue to root for. Well, thank you. And please call me again soon, guys. Not a Thanks, problem. Ken. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is Ken Anderson, legendary quarterback from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's become one of the, the, the bigger friends of the shows. He's always been kind enough to give us some time, and it's always and, fun talking to him and getting and his how, insight. How awesome is that? I mean, an ex-NFL MVP back in the day took his team to the Super Bowl. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, we appreciate him giving us some time, and he's got he's got the insight. He, was, he did it as a player. He did it as a coach. He won the Super Bowl as a coach. Um, so, yeah, it's always great to talk to him and kind of pick his brain especially because it's, it's it's cool now because, you know, these players are completely different. They're obviously, you know, from the from the 80s and when he played, it's not the same. Uh, it's a completely different style of offense, style of quarterback play. So it's it's fun to pick his brain and uh, see what he thinks about all these young guys. 
It is. And yes, you're right. I am convinced that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Steeler in 2022. But uh, we've got a lot of time before that happens. We had a game last night, Kurt, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers improved to uh, four and one on the year now. Or is it five and one? I, uh, it's five and one now. Yes, they're yes, five and one. Five and Good one. job, Jarrett. Um, That's math so for you, though. We've been horrible at math since pre-show. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Tampa Bay, I mean, the, their lone loss in the season coming to the Rams a few weeks ago. Uh Tom Brady and the offense looked really in sync in the first quarter, kind of slowed down in the second quarter, but uh, the run game looked a, looked a lot better. Leonard Fournette had a mm-hmm. solid day. Um, what, what, what were your takeaways in terms of Tampa Bay as a whole last night? I mean, I, I think you mentioned it. The, the run game was was huge. And we think about Tampa Bay, you think of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, even Antonio Brown, who's playing like a top 10 wide receiver now. Um, you think about the pass game with Tom Brady. But Leonard Fournette took over that game. I mean, he had he had the two touchdowns on the game. Uh, he had he rushed for twenty two yards, eight or sorry, twenty two carries for eighty one yards. I mean, that, that's what you need. You need the balance on that offense because a good defense. Uh, Philadelphia doesn't really have a good defense, but a good defense will be able to at least control the pass game. Uh, that's why I'm so excited for when the uh, when the Bucks and the Bills face off because that's just. <laughs> elite defense against elite offense. And I'm so, so interested to see how the bills are going to handle that. But Philadelphia, you know, they kept it close. Sure. They probably should not have kept it close, but they did. Um, They're just kind of stuck. They're stuck in limbo. And now we see them make a trade. I mean, they're, I think they've kind of accepted the fact that, okay, we're not going to win that division. It seems like, you know, they'll never say it, but it seems like Dallas is going to win that division. We can't keep up with that offense. So, you know, move a piece like Zach Ertz, get something back for it. That's that's all you can really do. Um, I, I don't blame them. I, I like the, the Zach Ertz trade. I mean, they get a player back who, who they loved in the draft, um, and they get a fifth-round pick. So, you know, you can't really do too much more with that. You, you're not going to be able to get a, a high pick. I remember back during the draft, there was talks that they wanted a third-round pick for him, but they get Tay Gowan, a, a, a defensive back that I think that they wanted in the draft. They get him, fifth-round pick, sure. I mean – it just it might be even harder now for Jalen Hurts now that he's losing that veteran help on offense. Yeah, and it's not as if Jalen Hurts is lighting the world on fire. Last night against the worst secondary in the NFL, twelve of twenty six, a buck fifteen, and a passer rating of fifty five point eight. Like I think it said more about the Eagles than it did about Tampa Bay. Like Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, you know, their their secondary is depleted right now. There's no Carlton Davis. They've dealt with injuries. Richard Sherman went down last night with a hamstring, so they're playing with a lot of fill in guys the fact that the eagles weren't able to torch them that says a lot more to to me at least about philadelphia as an offense than it does tampa bay about a defense like we know tampa bay's front seven's good we know all the guys that they have there um so if if you're jalen hurts and you want to be the guy you gotta complete more than 48 percent of your passes against a horrible secondary uh if not for those two pass interference calls the one in the first quarter that set them up mm-hmm. inside the one and then the one later on that put them near the red zone they might they might have scored 10 points. Like they were just not good offensively. They at halftime they had what I think 77 total yards of offense going into the half. They couldn't do anything. So and it's that it says more to me about Philadelphia than it does about Tampa Bay. And you know, I've I've been a, a Jalen Hurts believer. I, I still I still kind of am. I, I'm not giving up on him. He hasn't looked good. Um, but also you look what what's around him too. And you know, a good quarterback, a great quarterback makes bad players look good. He hasn't done that yet, but I mean, their offensive line gets eaten alive almost every single play. They're in the backfield in half a second. There's no run game. Miles Sanders has been non-existent this year. Uh, Devontae Smith has been a good piece, but it's just 
there's really not much to work with there. And I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm making excuses because he really has not looked good. But the Phillies just a bad team. They, they really are. Their defense, their defense has some nice players. They got Darius Slay. They got Steven Nelson, friend of the show. And it's just, it's not great. Um, there's really nothing you can really do with it. So they're keeping games somewhat close, at least. And that's all you can really ask for. You just want to look for something to grasp onto if you're an Eagles fan. Don't you degrade the name of Quez Watkins like that, Kurt? Okay, he, he had some nice catches last night. He had some really nice. He's catches. he's definitely solidified himself as their wide receiver too, outside mm-hmm. of Devontae Smith. So yeah, again, it's the same criticism I've had of Jalen Hurts. He's inconsistent when it comes to throwing the ball, especially on run. Like there was a pass last night to Quez Watkins where he caught it on the sidelines, but it had to go to review. Shouldn't have even had to do that because there wasn't a Buccaneers defender within ten yards of him. <laughs> so he needs to get better at throwing the football because right now he's just not good at it in terms of, you know, the NFL caliber. So uh, to me, last night said more, like, Tampa Bay should have won that game. Oh, man, what would have made betters angry is they had Tampa Bay in a potential fourth down situation, but they let Tom Brady pick up a first down on a Uh, third and one scramble. If they kick a field goal there, it hits the over, Mm -hmm. and it uh, has Tampa Bay cover. So if if you bet Tampa Bay minus seven and the over of uh, 53 and a half, or 52 and a half, uh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry for you because uh, it, it, you, I'm guessing you did not do that then. No, I did not. I had the Buccaneers in a teaser. I teased them down to half a point. So okay. I looked like I looked like a genius. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, to me, it said more about uh, it said more about Philadelphia rather than Tampa Bay. Right. And, you know, I, I brought up the Zach Ertz trade. So now he is no longer with the Eagles. He's had that long career with them. Um, and he goes to the Cardinals. He he goes from a team that is just going to miss the playoffs, maybe have a top ten pick. Also, did you see that a couple a couple days ago they they released a graphic? If the season would have ended, obviously everybody you know you hate when you say if the season ends right now because it's not going to. But the Eagles would have three top ten picks. Three with the they would have three top wow. ten picks because they have their pick. They stink. They have the, the Dolphins <laughs> pick. They have the Dolphins pick, which would be the third overall pick. And why am I drawing a blank right now? They have another pick from somebody. Um, who did they get that from? Uh, the Giants. Was it the Giants? Who did they trade with last this last draft? Yeah, they traded with the Giants. To okay, get, so they uh, have the Giants yeah. pick. So they have they would have three top ten picks. I mean, either way, they're probably going to have some great Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't have been the Giants. The Bears traded with the Giants. Who did the Eagles trade with? Now we look dumb because now we do they, look dumb. It was in my head, and now I'm drawing a blank. Either way. We'll find it here. I'll look it up while you go in your spiel. I mean, the Eagles are not going to be good. They'll – them. Their sole, their pick is going to be a top 10 pick. Miami, I mean, Miami might be a top 10 pick team, and their yeah. pick is going to the Eagles. So it's it's promising for the Eagles. But again, we haven't seen the Eagles draft very well. They they pass on Justin Jefferson. Um, they, I mean, they pass on wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver, and they seem to just get it wrong every time. Um, so if they can hit on a few, that's okay. That Then they'll help, that'll help them. But it's it's just kind of surprising. Uh, three top ten picks would be incredible. Did you find it? I'm, I'm seeing here that it's only two first round picks. They have their own in the Dolphins, but they also have uh, a Colts second round pick uh, from the Carson maybe. Wentz trade. Okay, all right. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just misread it or something. But either way, um, still they, two they top ten picks would be pick glorious, wouldn't it? Ertz. Exactly. Yes. Um, but they, they get a fifth round pick for Zach Ertz next year. So they're they're building up some capital. They're building up the draft capital. And that's all you can really do. Um, 
I like the move for Arizona a lot. I mean, Zach Ertz is now on a, a undefeated team who seems to be a favorite in the NFC, and I'm sure he couldn't be any happier because Arizona is a, is a fun offensive team, and I think he's going to flourish on that offense. Yeah, no, I mean, that's just another weapon for Kyler Murray to distribute the ball to, especially with Max Williams out now. I mean, that I think Zach Ertz is an upgrade over Max Williams too. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's a it's a return of riches for the Cardinals who, as an offense, they just seem to keep getting richer on that side of the ball. Um, aside from that, we do have, you know, obviously Sunday and Monday night action coming this weekend. Uh, a couple noteworthy games. Teams actually start bye weeks this week, so there will be a few teams that uh, – are taking their bye week this week. But um, in terms of noteworthy games, Kurt, I mean, we got – might as well start off with the big one. We've got Chargers and Baltimore. Can I, oh. can I get a quick timeout here? I, I figured out I, – I, I was right. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through this. This is from CBS Sports. They tweeted it out uh, on uh, 10-14. So yesterday they tweeted it out. Okay. Uh, the current 2022 NFL draft order. This is before Thursday Night for, uh, Football. So let's see. Jaguars would be one. Lions would be two. Texans three. Jets four. Eagles would be number five with Miami's pick. Uh, then the Eagles would be number six with Indianapolis pick. So I think the Carson Wentz trade was um, it had uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Why do I always draw a blank on this word? If Carson Wentz would have played a certain amount of games, then it would have moved. Oh yeah, the uh, yes, yes. So they would have five and six. They'd have back and back and uh, back to back Miami and Indianapolis. Giants would be seven, Falcons eight, Patriots nine, and then Eagles would have the tenth pick. So they would have three top ten picks. Um, that's that's crazy. Uh, that, that it's just I hope I hope that happens because that would be so fun to just talk about uh, all draft season. But draft season is a far ways away. So let's talk about week six. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be fun to talk about uh, once the time comes because if that does kind of stay relatively similar, you mm-hmm. know there's going to be teams absolutely blowing up the Eagles' phone trying to get at least one of those three top ten. But that's absolutely I don't, absurd. I don't see Miami crawling out of the top ten. I mean, with the way that they have I don't played, either. The way They're not good. Has, the only team that maybe could crawl out of that the top ten pick is Indianapolis, but still I think it would be a you know, 12, 13th pick. Um, it's, the Eagles are going to be set for this draft. They are, and that's good news for them going forward. And especially, and you know, we don't want to talk too much about the draft right now, but <laughs> it pertains to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts doesn't play better, and they say, "Yeah, we like Carson Strong, and we like Malik Wills. We're going to try to get them and move on from Jalen Hurts." That's a whole other thing yeah, that is. that is involved with it. So it'll be fun to talk about once we get closer to draft time. Um, but let's talk about Sunday's slate of games. Uh, Chargers Ravens probably the biggest one um, in terms of uh, the games this weekend. The game is in Baltimore. Baltimore is currently a two and a half point favorite at home uh, mm. against the Chargers. Chargers looking really good, mate. You know, they've got arguably the best offense in football right now. Justin Herbert's playing like an MVP candidate. Lamar Jackson having himself a hell of a year, too. He's coming off the best performance of his NFL career uh, in the comeback win against the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, thoughts on this game because it's one that I really don't know which direction to lean. I'm with you. Um, It's one of those games where the Chargers just came out of an absolute shootout with the with the Browns. um, Shout out Kevin Harlan, by the way, who was on the call for that game. He is so fantastic in NFL play by play. He he absolutely is. Um, So the Chargers come off a game, a shootout with the Browns. That's great. The Ravens come off of what you said, Lamar Jackson's best statistical game and a comeback win against the Colts. If one of these teams would have had, you know, let's say the, let's say that the the Ravens would have had an easy win against Indianapolis, and let's say the Chargers would have had a close game, I would probably lean a little bit towards Baltimore just because you know Chargers are coming off of a high. You know, we just had this huge win, 
and then they might let down a little bit. But both these teams are coming in off of a hot win. Both quarterbacks are playing at an elite level right now. The only thing that's really, you know, you could say the home field advantage, but I think that Justin Herbert's going to come in and, and kind of dice up that Baltimore defense because Baltimore's defense is not really that good. Um, and if you take out, you know, Baltimore can't really run the ball, so you're going to just focus on the pass game. And the Chargers secondary has looked very good this year. Derwin James is back. Asante Samuel Jr. playing great as a rookie. I think I would lean the Chargers a little bit. But with the way that Lamar Jackson's playing, he's going to keep it close, and he's going to make sure that his team is in it till the end. And on top of the fact that Chargers have the worst run defense in the NFL right now, so, I mean, that that plays into the hand of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense. Mm-hmm. So that you know, they didn't have uh, the best day running the ball against the Colts, um, but still Lamar Jackson, he – you know, as somebody who's been critical of Lamar Jackson and his mechanics and his ability to throw the ball downfield, he looked phenomenal Monday night against Indianapolis. So um, throwing for north of 400 yards, first time he's done that in his career um, and all the accolades that we could list him, but you probably already have seen them. So we're, I'm going to save you the time of doing it, but he played fantastic. Um, now you did touch on this, the the Ravens secondary, not that great. Carson Wentz, it's getting no love because they lost, but Carson Wentz had his best game as a pro as well. He threw uh, I'll have to pull up his stats later on, but he had a remarkable game uh, and they just kind of blew it for him in the end. So right. um, if Carson Wentz and uh, nothing against Carson Wentz, you know, I love Carson Wentz, but the Chargers offense is much more stacked than the Colts offense is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if Carson Wentz can do that, I think Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, all those weapons mm-hmm. on the Chargers are going to have a field day there. So I think that they kind of parlay their success from Cleveland into another AFC North team. And uh, I think Justin Herbert's going to play phenomenal. I think that offense is going to look really good. I do too. Um, and to remember too, I mean, Lamar Jackson just had a great game that we said. He gets Rashad Bateman for the first time. He's making his NFL debut this weekend. Yep. That's that's really interesting um, because Bateman was a highly touted prospect in this past draft. A lot of people had him as maybe even the best wide receiver in this draft. And you know he's he's kind of underrated. He he was an underrated uh, player coming out of college who I think could be great in this offense with Marquise Brown across from him. I, I like it. Um, and if 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 Lamar can use him the right way with Mark Andrews with Marquise Brown, I mean we could see Lamar Jackson slowly and quickly becoming a, a very very talented passing quarterback instead of you know re- relying on his legs. Yeah, I mean, Rashad Bateman is going to be the guy who stretches the field. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a very good deep threat, so I think that'll take a little bit of the pressure off Marquise Brown as well. So this is going to be a fun game if it lives up to the expectations. Again, Baltimore two-and-a-half-point favorite at home in m Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, 9.30 kickoff in London. Dolphins will play the Jaguars. The Jaguars are just historically dominant at Wembley, so that'll be a, a fun game to pay attention to. Uh, Jaguars, three-point underdogs. I already bet a money line. Uh, Tua by is coming back from Miami. Huzzah. It's not much of an upgrade <laughs> over Jacoby Brissett, um, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I did see somebody's out for the Dolphins. I wanted to say Xavier Howard will not be yes, playing. Yes, Xavier Howard is out. So that that that's a big boost in terms of Trevor Lawrence's production, not having to worry about Xavier Howard in the secondary <laughs> lurking. So um, it, I like Jacksonville this game, uh, another game in London. Uh, what are your thoughts on a battle of two AFC teams that have been dreadful this year? Uh, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Little teaser. I, I made Jacksonville one of my picks for this week. I, I think that they get their first win. Trevor Lawrence has, has looked good. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say that Jacksonville has looked terrible. I don't, I, I don't, you know, they're not good, but I don't think they've looked really bad. Yeah. Um, and this is the week to do it because Miami just is not good. Um, it's a good week for Tua to come back though, because it's not a defense that's going to throw everything at you and put him on his backside. I mean, he'll be able to hopefully stay upright. Um, I don't know. I, last last year we saw Miami's defense get a ton of turnovers. They were winning games for, for Miami and it was kind of just a, it was, it was a little fake. We thought maybe Miami would come into this year and play great, maybe be a wild card team. And now they're sitting at one win. Um, so if, if they beat Jacksonville, that's great. Then they play Atlanta the week after that. And then they play Buffalo. So it's, it's not an easy schedule. Um, but I, I do think that Jacksonville could win this game. I, if Trevor Lawrence and his offensive weapons can kind of get it going, James Robinson should be able to have a big game against Miami's defense. I just I don't like Miami's defense as much. And, and Brian Flores has kind of been a little stubborn this year. It seems like they're running a lot of man coverage when they have no pass rush. So they're expecting their cornerbacks to just cover for five, ten seconds, and that's almost impossible. So um I'm interested to see. I, I hope Trevor Lawrence can get his first win in London. Sure. I mean, they're both, both Florida teams have to fly all the way to London to play each other, but uh, I, I'm interested in this game. I really am. It might not be two powerhouse teams, but I'm, I think that that Jacksonville could get their first win. Yeah. You said that uh, the Eagles own the Dolphins first round pick as well. Is it? That's uh, yes. what, who did they trade to get that? Well, Miami traded up to draft Jalen Waddle. Remember, they traded. Yes. Did they trade back and then trade up, or they they were they were busy on draft night? Um, but they moved up to get Jalen Waddle. That's what it was. Okay, that makes sense. So they could be kicking themselves at the end of this year, especially mm-hmm. if Tua doesn't pan out. Like right. that. That's something to pay attention to as well. But exactly. um, yeah, I think I think that the Jaguars should win this. The fact that they're three point dogs actually surprises me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that felt like a gift. So, yeah, Jacksonville should win in London. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders first game after this mm-hmm. whole thing with John Gruden, um, going to Denver. They are four point dogs in this game. Um, you know, we've uh, I think we've touched on it briefly um, in terms of the whole John Gruden thing. Um, the whole thing is obviously it's disgusting. It's it's a pain mm-hmm. to have to keep reiterating that you shouldn't judge people based off of their skin color, their gender, their sexual orientation. But here we are still having to say it, but regardless of that, um, uh, Denver will be the first opponent for the Raiders in this post scandal season. So uh, Denver's four point favorite. How do we feel about that? Cause Denver's coming off a two game skid of their own as are the Raiders. So two teams looking, try- trying to end uh, two game losing streaks. It's it's a divisional matchup, so they're always close. Um, I just think that there's there's a lot going on with with the Raiders right now, you know, internally, and it just seems like it's gonna get it's gonna be a sticky situation. It's gonna have some growing pains with the new head coach in there. Um, Derek Carr is coming off of a, a week against uh, the Bears, where they only scored nine points. They really did not look good on offense, and the Broncos have a lot of firepower on defense, so. The Broncos have enough to, to control the weapons that, that the Raiders have. I like the Broncos in this game. Uh, it is in Denver, I believe. Correct. Correct. Yes, it is in Denver, so Mile High Stadium. I mean, it's – the quarterback play hasn't been great in Denver. 
Um, we didn't really expect it to be great. I didn't expect it to be great, but I thought it would at least be serviceable, which it was through the first four weeks of the year. Um, and I think that they can get back to that. I mean, they played a very good uh, Pittsburgh defense, and that's understandable. I mean, you're going to struggle against a great Pittsburgh defense like that. So we'll see. Um, I do like Denver in this game, though. I mean, they've they've just had two rough weeks, but they were against two good defenses. I mean, they played Baltimore. They played Pittsburgh. Now they get Vegas, who's who started off really hot. We'll see if they can keep it up, but I think it's a it's a good test for Denver if they want to prove that you know we can win games and we're going to beat these division rivals. Yeah, and then you know you look at the games that Vegas has won compared to the games that they've lost. I mean, they've played a really good Chargers secondary, and then mm-hmm. they played a really good Bears defense. So it seems right. that that might be the Achilles heel in terms of uh, teams. Uh, with really like top-notch defenses could be the ones that solve the Raiders. So we know that Denver has that. So that'll be something to pay attention to as well. I also like Denver in this game. I think they rebound, get to four and two and, uh, you know, try to keep building towards this. That, that division, um, division is fun because the chiefs play Washington this week, which they should win. I mean, if they don't win, that's, Big red flags. You need to put up the big red flags if you don't beat Washington. Yeah. Curtis um, Samuel out for Washington. Terry McLaurin is questionable right now. They right. don't know if he's going to play. So if they're without those two, that's <laughs> a big, two and, big losses for Washington. And Antonio Gibson has been dealing with injuries this year for the, through the past few weeks. So, I mean, the division is still wide open. Uh, if the Chargers lose, if Denver wins, if Kansas City wins, I mean, it is a, it's, it's tough through six weeks. So we'll see. Um, I mean, there's there's really nobody be nobody hotter in football than the Chargers and the Bills right now. So, Chargers played uh, Baltimore. We just talked about that game. Bills played the Titans. They're gonna want to get the revenge. Monday Night Football. They got embarrassed last year um, on the COVID week. You know, I, the Bills were missing Levi Wallace, Davius White. They had Josh Norman. Josh as Norman was the starter. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was bad. And I think that they're gonna want to march into Nashville and they're gonna want to take over. I can't wait. Um, but Titans are, are maybe a sneaky team. They still have Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones are seem like they're going to be playing this week. So you got to be careful, uh, especially coming off of a hot win. You know, against Kansas City, you finally did it. Don't take the foot off the gas. Keep it going. Power through a bad Tennessee defense, and they should put up a lot of points on the Titans. Yeah, again, like their defense for Tennessee is not good, but. Um, if the offense, you know, we know that Derrick Henry is very good. If they can get into some sort of balanced attack with Julio, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, that's something to pay attention to. Now, Buffalo's defense has been remarkable this year, so um, I can't see it getting too out of hand. Uh, but every team in the NFL is going to have like one or two of those games that is just out of character. I think Buffalo's already had one of theirs against Pittsburgh in week one. Right. Um, so we'll see if they do that again this week against Tennessee. It's a game that they should win. Uh, it's a game that. You know, just based off what happened last year, I'm still angry at Taylor LeBlanc. That was so stupid. Um, so uh, it's a game that uh, Buffalo should win. Uh, here's the thing. Like, if they you, – you mentioned earlier, they play Tampa Bay this year as well. If they beat Kansas City and Tampa Bay, what They're a statement that would be. Come on be. now. Come on now. I mean, everybody, everybody's kind of – you know, it's only week six, and it seems like a lot of people are – now that the Bills beat the, the Chiefs, they're right, and all right, Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl for the AFC. And I, I'm not saying that. It's still very early. The Chargers are very good. Kansas City in the playoffs is a very good team. So, obviously, I would absolutely love to see that. But on the mm-hmm. NFC, it's a little bit different. Um, we already saw the Rams beat the Buccaneers. Again, a playoff Tom Brady is a lot – is a totally different animal. Um, so, we got the Rams – and I mean, the Cardinals – 
say what you want, you know, maybe maybe they're not going to keep it up. Obviously, they're probably not going to keep up the undefeated streak, but they I think we need to put them in the conversation for an NFC favorite. Um, they're playing out of their minds right now, and who knows if they'll be able to keep it up. I don't think they will. Uh, if you put them up against a, che- a team like the Rams or the Buccaneers in the playoffs, I would pick the, the Rams or the Bucks. But I think we have to start adding the Cardinals into that list. I feel like they've been a little disrespected, even though they're undefeated. It seems like everybody's like, yeah, they're undefeated, but they'll, they'll drop off at some point. I, I don't think so. I think that's every year with any undefeated team that we've seen. Like the last one standing is usually, you know, it's met with excuses of how they got there. But no, Arizona's a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, they're a lot better than we thought they were going to be. You know, Kyler Murray's a, an absolute freak on that side of the ball. He's an MVP candidate in his own right right now. So, um, yeah, we'll, I think that Arizona is in that conversation um, simply because their offense is that dynamic. Now, um, their defense right now, I mean, it's the secondary is better than Tampa Bay, but I, I like Tampa Bay's front seven. We know the Rams' defense is really good and the guys that they have there. So right. I think that those are kind of the three big ones right now. Dallas is maybe starting to make their way into that conversation. I mean, defensively, they're a little bit better than we thought. Offense, I mean, Dak Prescott's had a heck of a yeah. year. Ezekiel Elliott has had a really good two weeks. They play New England this week in Foxborough. That's a game that they should win, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just based off the fact that the Patriots have the argument of being the most boring team in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. So <laughs> Cowboys are going to score a lot of points, and Mac Jones and, and the Patriots offense is not going to be able to keep up. Um I mean, I the Patriots' defense has shown kind of some flash, but I, I really would not be totally surprised if we see Dallas put up 30, 40 points on New England. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the New England pass rush has been okay. Like, Matt Judon has been their best signing of this mm-hmm. offseason. Josh Uche has also got in there and uh, racked up a few sacks. So, I mean, their pass rush isn't horrid. It's been, you know, actually somewhat good. Um, they, I mean, they, they made Houston, they made Davis Mills look like a superstar last week. Yeah. I mean, it's that's why I think Dal- Dallas is just going to march in there and Dak's going to be able to pick them apart. Um, but we, we were just talking about Arizona, and they have a huge, huge game this week. They, they go to Cleveland, um, and Cleveland's dealing with some injuries. Nick Chubb will be out, so that's a huge blow because Nick Chubb is their offense. I mean, their, their team is run through their run game. They still have Kareem Hunt, who's great. But missing Nick Chubb against a team that's going to score a lot of points, that's that's troublesome. Um, I, if Nick Chubb was playing, I would feel a lot more confident saying that the Browns are going to win this game. With Nick Chubb out, this is the game where you need to have Baker Mayfield take over. Yeah, I think Browns fans have been waiting for that. They're just praying that they can see that eventually. This, this is the game to do it. If Baker wants to take over and say, I'm the franchise guy, I'm worth all that money, you got to beat the undefeated team in the Arizona Cardinals coming in. Yeah, that would be a big statement for Baker Mayfield, especially in a season where he's been inconsistent. Like He played well for about three and four-fifths quarters against the Chargers, and then the last two minutes of that game was just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the week before, I mean, against Minnesota going 15-33, of like, yes, Cleveland won, but it was not because of him. It was in spite of him. Right. So. He, especially in a year where you know Cleveland's got to decide, okay, are we going to extend him? Are we going to pick up his fifth-year option? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah, he's got a. This is a big, big opportunity for Baker Mayfield to go out and be a very good Arizona team without Nick Chubb. He's got to be able to make some throws because if he mm-hmm. doesn't, they're going to lose and go to three and three. And all of the question marks about him are only going to you know magnify uh, if he doesn't play well. So. It seems like Baker just seems like one of those guys where he needs all of the help that he can possibly get in order to be successful. Let's see what happens when he loses, you know, his biggest weapon, which is Nick Chubb in the run game. So 
that's a game that a lot of people, especially Cleveland fans, obviously would be, be paying close attention to for that reason. And he, he's been without Jarvis Landry. Um, I, I think that it's trending the right way. I don't think he'll be playing this week, but it seems like they'll be getting him back soon. So that'll be good um, when they have Jarvis Landry, when they have Odell Beckham, when they have Nick Chubb on the field. It's tough to stop, and I think that makes Baker Mayfield feel a lot more comfortable out there. So we'll see. Um, they have a good offensive line, but I just I need to see it from Baker. I need to see a game where he takes over. I need to see a game where he throws for 350-plus yards, three touchdowns, and not rely so much on the run game. I don't know if this, that's going to be it against Arizona, who's got a good defense, but you got you to gotta show it in the next couple of weeks here if you want to be a true contender in the AFC. Um, yeah. So that division's tough. I mean, that division is real tough. So is the NFC West where Arizona lives. Seattle's going to be without Russ for who knows how long. I mean, they said multiple weeks, but I've even heard rumors that he might not even play this year. So who knows? Um, but Geno Smith is the starting quarterback going to Pittsburgh against that elite Pittsburgh defense. Watch out. Um, Geno Smith, I a lot of people I think forgot was still in the league, and here he is leading that that Seahawks offense into Pittsburgh, and I think it might get a little ugly. Mike Tarico, or don't even, don't even win. say it. You said it like four times in the last. I show. did, I did. So I, I promise that'd be the only time I say it. Um, but yeah, this is this is a game that plays right into the hand of Pittsburgh. I mean. Yeah. Before last week, they're sitting at one and three. If they lose to Denver, they're pretty much that's an insurmountable hole. So mm -hmm. they get to two and three, and now they face a Seattle team without Russell Wilson. Yep. If they win this, they're three and three going into the bye. Like that is two weeks ago, that would have been a godsend for Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Now it's a it's very very realistic. So um, Seattle's defense is also atrocious, especially against the run. So uh, look for Pittsburgh to feed Najee Harris, try to get him into a rhythm to take the load off of Ben Roethlisberger. If the Steelers start off fast, they should win this game. Um, they're not necessarily a team built to play from behind, uh, but even if they get you know down by you know a touchdown or so, this is a, a Seattle offense without Russell Wilson. Like, yes, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are phenomenal, but Geno Smith is whatever the opposite of phenomenal is. <laughs> so it's not as if they're facing you know Goliath under center right now. So the fact that the Steelers are facing a really bad Seattle defense in both aspects of defending the ball. They're not good against the run. Their secondary isn't good. So they, this should be a game tailor-made for the Steelers' offense to find success. Seattle's defense ranks second last in the league behind the Chargers in run defense. And it seems like Najee Harris is kind of getting it going a little bit here. So this is the game to do it. If Big Ben's arm can't get it done, run, run, run. The, the Seattle Seahawks are giving up 145.2 yards per game. Uh, against the run. So this might be the Najee Harris show. Um, Sunday night football, Geno Smith under the big lights. Can't wait for it. You know, a lot of people are asking for this game to be flexed out and replaced with uh, Chargers Ravens. Uh, I I would be okay with that. You know how I feel about the Steelers playing in primetime. I'm not a fan yes. of it. Even, I, though, they're, even though they're very good in primetime. One, one o'clock games on Sunday are the best time for football. Yes, that um, might be in uh, one of those uh, – um, unpopular opinions, but I completely 100% agree with you. I love I, one o'clock. I think so. Um, except for me, I'm okay with the with the Thanksgiving. I like the Thanksgiving game. Love Bills Thanksgiving. Play. Thanks, Bills play on Thanksgiving this year. I'm good with it. I'll eat my turkey. They play at night in New Orleans. I'm excited for it. So that's oh my god, they're going to win by 80. 
They should. They should. I mean, they really should. If if New Orleans, this is down the road a little bit, but if New Orleans defense can get it going and play well like they did to start the year, they might give the Bills offense a little bit of trouble. But I don't think Jalen, or sorry, Jameis Winston is going to score many points. Um, yeah, either way, either way, we still have a couple games to talk about here. The Panthers and the Vikings might not seem like the sexy game of the week, but the Panthers had a big choke job last week. Uh, Vikings just barely survived the Lions. I like the Panthers to bounce back in this one. I like the Panthers and Sam Darnold to pick apart that Vikings defense, who's been maybe a little bit of su- playing surprisingly well this year. Um, not great, but better than maybe a lot of people expected. This is, you know, no Christian McCaffrey, so we'll see how that that Panthers offense can do if Sam Darnold can kind of take over and, and do it himself. But this Panthers defense is very good, and I think that Dalvin Cook will be playing for the Vikings, so that's 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 a fun matchup to watch, that Vikings offense versus the Panthers defense. I think we've got to start having the conversation of, like, if Christian McCaffrey keeps not being able to stay healthy, if Carolina decides to move off of him, because – like this is we see it time and time again with running backs in the league where, okay, you were great for this three year span. And then you just kind of fell off. I think that if this keeps happening with Christian McCaffrey, we could very well see, or at least start hearing the the, the conversation of, okay, should Carolina move off and try to find another guy? Same, um, same thing with Saquon Barkley. I mean, you can say yes, the same thing yes. with him. Um, and that's the problem. I mean, running backs take a beating out there. They, they yeah. get, you know, 20 plus carries a game. A lot of lot of movement on the joints and injuries happen. That's all part of the game. So that's the problem. That's the that's the big problem that you face when you pay a big running back. Um, you know, knock on wood. We hope we don't see injuries to a guy like Derrick Henry, but he's he's on pace to have like eight hundred and fifty plus carries this year. So that's a lot. Um, that's the problem that you face. That's a risk you take when you pay a, a running back big money. So. We'll see. Uh, I wouldn't be totally surprised if, if a team like Carolina or the Giants move on from their starting running backs, though. Regardless, though, I do think Carolina should win this game. Um, don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins has played really good this year, um, mm-hmm. and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, I think that overall, I mean, Carolina has a far superior defense. They let one slip away from Philadelphia last week, yep. and that's not because of the defense. That was because Sam Darwin didn't play well. And right. by the way, I know I've probably said this already on previous shows. Anybody who's saying up, oh, Got to got to trade for Deshaun Watson now. Got to got to look for a guy in the draft. Shut up. He Sam Darnold's played really well this year. Yes. He's had he had a bad game against Philadelphia. Shut up. <laughs> Calm down. Calm so down. I do think that Sam Darnold bounces back. It should be a fun game. Uh, you know, we know that Minnesota's offense is really good. We know that uh, Carolina's defense is really good. Carolina also has some firepower on the offensive side of the ball. So it'll be fun. Um, looking forward to that game. I do think Carolina should win. Absolutely. I do too. Um, let's see. We got a few other games here. I mean, nothing really too noteworthy. Do we think the Bears keep it somewhat close with the Packers? I mean, the Packers no. just barely lost or just barely beat the Bengals last week. The Bengals um, are good, though. Bengals are good. Bengals are better than the Bears. So I, I think I think if there's going to be a week to do it where the Packers kind of explode again, we've seen it earlier this year. Yeah. I think it'll be this week. Uh, going the line to- on this game has moved a lot. So it started off as Green Bay minus four and a half. It's now Green Bay minus six. So oh, Vegas loves Green Bay this week. I don't know if I would touch it minus six, but minus four and a half, I've made sure to bet it because I think they cover that with ease. I don't think Green Bay really keeps I – mean, I'm sorry, I don't think Chicago keeps it close. I do think it'll be more than a touchdown win for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um they're their, their defense has been playing a little bit better. Aaron Rodgers is still playing fantastic. Um, and Justin Fields, like, I think he's going to be fine. He hasn't looked great thus far. 
Um, so uh, going up against Green Bay, it is at home for Chicago, so maybe that's why they're getting a little bit uh, – is not as in favor of Green Bay right now. But um, I, I do think that Green Bay wins this pretty handedly. I do too. Those those games are always fun to watch. So the Packers, Bears, Packers, Vikings. That division's usually fun to watch. Um, in that division, the Lions still looking for their first win. They play the Bengals. Um, I think that the Bengals handle them pretty easily. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that Detroit gets their first win. Wow. And wow. don't get, like I love the Bengals. You I think do. the Bengals are coming off of their high a little bit here, and they're gonna they're gonna drop down to down to it's, earth a little bit. It's not necessarily that I think the Bengals are going to play bad. I think Detroit's just actually played well. They just they have. really haven't been able to finish games. They should mm-hmm. be. They should have at least two wins right now. They should have beat Baltimore. They should have beat Minnesota last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know, despite their record, they're playing solid football. Like they got fifty-three guys that are fighting their asses off right now. Right. Um, so I, I do think that this is the week where they can get it done. Low key, the Lions have a good pass rush, which is weird. They do. They um, do. So I think that if they're able to get to Joe Burrow, that could uh, yeah, could play into the hands of Detroit. So I'll go on a limb. I'll say that okay. Detroit gets their first win of the year against Cincinnati. I think that game is in Cincinnati. No, it's in Detroit. Yeah, even in better. Detroit. Yep. So yeah, first win at home for Dan Campbell. For I love Dan Campbell. I, do not, I, I think you know, he's he's the perfect the perfect match for Detroit. I think. Yeah, uh, the the post game presser after the loss to Minnesota, like you can just see how much he yep. loves this team and how much he just wants them to be successful. Mm-hmm. So he's an easy guy to root for. They're an easy team to root for. And there's a bunch yeah. of lovable losers right now. Um, <laughs> so I I hope they do. Um, so I, I think I'll go with Detroit to upset Cincinnati. Uh, right, perfect. Uh, let's see. I think the last game that we haven't mentioned yet is the Rams are going to the Giants and the Giants are beat up. The Giants will. Be without Saquon Barkley. Most likely be without Kenny Galladay. Um, Daniel Jones is dealing with a head injury. I think he's playing, but either way, um, Kadarius Toney had a great game last week. Gets ejected. Now he has to face Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the biggest trash talkers in the league. Um, I think I think the young rookie needs to learn learn some control because Jalen Ramsey is going to be in his ear all game. Um, but yes, I think the Rams handle them pretty fairly easily. This line has come down a little bit too. It started off Rams minus nine and a half, minus ten in some places. Now Rams minus eight. Um, okay. Now I'm, I'm more inclined to bet that. Like I do think yeah. that the Rams should they should win this very handedly, especially with all the injuries that the Giants have um, on the offensive side of the ball. If Daniel Jones can't play, good lord, <laughs> that's going to be a massacre. Yes. So um, for their sake, I hope that Daniel Jones is playing because he makes a world of difference for that offense. But yes, the Rams should win. Um, have we touched on Colts Texans yet? I don't think we've touched on them. No, that, that is the last game that we haven't talked about yet. I, do we need to talk about this? Do, we, do are you picking the, the Texans here? No, oh, okay. I'm not. No, I think the, this is where the Colts can kind of start going on a little bit of a run because yes. we know how horrid their, the first part of their schedule was. I'm actually going to pull up their next few games because it, it does get much easier. Uh, in the next few weeks, they've got it, Houston it this an, week. It was an off season from hell and a terrible start to the year. So it yeah. was. So they've got Houston this week. They go to San Francisco next week. I do think that is a game that they will win. That's a winnable game. And then they host Tennessee, a game that winnable. it's very winnable. And then they host the Jets, and then yeah. they host the Jaguars. Win. Okay. So, so you I mean, start off next, bad, you can bounce back big time. Yeah. And then after that, they go to Buffalo and host Tampa Bay. So, the, <laughs> uh, but uh, after that, they go to Houston. They host New England, to Arizona, 
host the Raiders and then close out with the Jaguars. So, I mean, it's very possible they finish between eight and 10 wins, depending on how, how well they play in those games. I still like them to win this division. I don't care that they're sitting at one and four. Everybody else in that division is terrible too. So I, I do like Indianapolis to, to come out of the AFC South though. I, though that is by far the weakest division in, in the conference. It's, it's really bad. Um, I think I'm going to pull up my uh, season predictions, what I had, but there it is. I had, so I had the Titans winning 11 games and I had the Colts winning 10. So I had the Titans winning the division. Um, I think that if anything, I, I would move that down a little bit. I'd have each team lose or probably winning one less game. Um, yeah. But yes, it is an ugly division. But Colts have a very winnable schedule. They do. Towards the end of the year. It was a terrible start to the year, but kind of expected because with the amount of talent that they had to face. Um, now Carson Wentz seems like he's maybe getting into his groove a little bit here. He had one of the best games of his career. So we'll see. Um, I I don't hate the Colts. I said it last week after their loss to Baltimore. I don't hate the Colts. I don't think they're they're as bad as their record shows. Um, but we'll see. This is you should handle Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. They should, and I think that they will. So um, that is every game on the NFL slate for week. Six is what we're in now. Good Lord. Yes. It's going by fast. Um, so let's get into our picks for the week. I am 16 and nine after a two and three week last week. Not my best uh, week of the NFL season. Can I just say, I don't know if you can hear this. I'm so tired of hearing ginormous trucks go by. Uh, can you hear that? I, at all? I haven't heard a thing. So you're, you're fine. That's good. Okay. Awesome. As long <laughs> as the audio is getting the job done, I can't hear a thing. So good job. So, yeah, as long as nobody else can hear it, that is fine with me. But, yes, 16-9 and nine on the season after a 2-3 and three week five. Okay, I went 2-3 and three as well. I'm still 15-10, and 10, so I'm still behind you. Um, but I, I mentioned it when we were going through our games. I'm picking the Jags to get their first win of the year. I think they beat the Dolphins. I'm also picking the Jaguars to beat the Dolphins okay. in London. So both of us starting off with Jacksonville. My next pick, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Like we said, I think that they score a lot of points on the Pittsburgh, or sorry, the New England defense. Um, Bill Belichick is going to be even angrier. And I think Trayvon Diggs gets another pick against Mac Jones, and that guy stays hotter than ever. Yeah, no, I, I agree that Trayvon Diggs keeps this little streak going and tries to make a run at the all time uh, single season interception record. Uh, Dallas is one of my picks as well. Um, just, yeah, are, I, we, are we just going to have the same picks the entire time? We'll entire see. Week? We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dallas is going to, they should, it should be a track meet for them against, mm -hmm. uh, against New England. The, the Patriots just have the most boring offense in the NFL right now. So I just can't see them keeping up with Dallas. Okay. Uh, let me know if you have this one too. I'm picking the Panthers. Panthers to beat the Vikings. I think they have a bounce back week uh, after a tough, tough loss to the Eagles the week before. I do not have the Panthers as one of mine. Right. So we that differ. is where we differ. Um, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Arizona is going to lose eventually, and this is a really good Browns team. You know, top to bottom, one, if arguably the best roster in the NFL does Cleveland have. I know that they're missing Nick Chubb, but we know how good Kareem Hunt is. That offensive line for Cleveland is really good. Um, so I think that Cleveland, uh, it, it could be a high-scoring affair. All likelihood it will be, but I do like Cleveland to uh, finally vanquish a tough team this year and, uh, and uh, beat the Arizona Cardinals. All right, my next pick, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Uh, we talked about it. They're going and playing a division rival with the Raiders. The Raiders are a mess right now. Internally, it's just not good. Um, they've had two tough weeks. They started off really hot, and I think they're kind of starting to come back to earth a little bit here. They're facing a great defense in Denver. 
I think that Denver wins, um, but I do think that it's close. You know, the Broncos were one of mine, but I don't want to want us to have three of the same picks. So you know what? I'll make it one of my official picks. I'll take the Detroit Lions to beat All the right. Cincinnati Bengals as one of my upsets. Um, so, look, Detroit has played solid football this year. They just haven't been able to close games that they should win. So I think that they finally do it this week. They beat Cincinnati. Uh, by no means is this a, a shot at the Bengals. I think that's going to be just a close game altogether. I think Cincinnati is going to be fine. They're going to be playing meaningful football and be contending for a wild card spot. Um, but I do think that the Lions finally get their first win of the year. All right. My fifth and final pick, are you surprised, is the Buffalo Bills. They play the Titans. Um, like I said, it was the COVID week, or COVID week last year. Ugly, ugly game. They really got embarrassed on prime on Tuesday night football last year. Now they get them on Monday night football. I think that they're coming out, you know, they got their revenge on the Chiefs. Now it's the Titans' turn, and uh, Josh Allen is going to take over. Bills are winning by, I, w- I would I would put a 10-point spread on this. I think that they win by 10 points. Oh, okay. Well, we will see what happens there. You know, for the first time this year, I'm going to pick the Steelers, and wow. it's probably going to come back to bite me in the butt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, they're the better team on both sides of the ball right now. So they should go into their bye 3-3, three and three. Um, and then they come out and play Cleveland in Cleveland. That's not going to be an easy game. But if they can somehow, you know, they, I think getting to three and three is likely. Mm-hmm. If they come out and they beat Cleveland, sitting at four and three, this is a very top-heavy conference. They can make a run at a seven or six seed. So um, hopefully, you know, this the Denver game wasn't just an albatross of the season, and uh, <laughs> they can keep at least something of that um, – something remnant of that going. So uh, I will take Pittsburgh to beat Seattle. All right. Perfect. So I have, let me pull up my picks. I have the Panthers. I have the Jags. I have the Broncos, the Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills. All right. I've got the Jaguars, the Browns, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Steelers for week six. Again, I am 16 and nine. Curtis 15 and 10. We will see if Kirk can finally take the lead on me, something he hasn't done yet this year. <laughs> so we'll see how that uh, plays out. We think, Ken Anderson for coming on and giving us his time. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to him. Um, you can catch us next week to recap everything that went down uh, over the weekend. And uh, later on in that same week, we'll preview week seven. So again, two shows a week is seeming uh, like the rhythm that we're getting in for the season. We appreciate everybody watching. Uh, Kurt, before we go, where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R 88. Uh, all my bill stuff with fan-sided Buffalo rumblings. Um, and also, we, we don't really say it too much, but subscribe to our podcast. We would really appreciate it if you did. Um, it, we, we appreciate all the support, all the listens, all the views that we get on Twitter, on YouTube, but on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, find us at Laces Out uh, and listen to all our beautiful voices and shows Jarrett, where can they find you yeah do subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our youtube channel because you can watch them there too it's uh, something that we don't pay enough attention to in terms of youtube <laughs> but yeah go do that why not Please. Uh, so subscribe to us at the laces out podcast on youtube um and uh as well thank you to the believe podcast network for giving us a podcast home and a platform and being able to push our stuff we appreciate everybody there uh, for making laces out um part of the believe podcast network um so yeah subscribe Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you to the Belief Podcast Network for making us part of their network. It means a lot to us. But you can find me on Twitter at Bailey NFL, Pittsburgh Sports Now, Fan Sided, uh, a bunch of good stuff. 
Uh, again, uh, if you're into horror, uh, we did the first episode of The Devil's Eyes. Uh, would have been Wednesday night, so uh, we previewed Halloween Kills. If you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, by all means, go watch that. I'm going to see it here in the next couple of days. I'm really excited about it. Um, so go give that a watch. Um, and then later on today, I'm going to try to get it out by today um, on Goal to Go, uh, where I talk about football and wrestling. I'm going to release my top 10 favorite wrestling matches of all time. So if that's something that you're into as well, check that out when I tweet it out. But again, enjoy your week six of NFL action. Kurt and I will be back more than likely Tuesday to recap everything that went down. So week six, NFL. We're rolling through this NFL season just like we usually do. It goes by far too quick, but let's savor every second of it. We appreciate you guys joining us for the ride. We will see you Tuesday. Slices out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.